Well, good morning. It's good to be with you again. Uh, see if I can remember how to do this preaching thing. Um, I was reading something about lack of sleep. I don't know why that's a subject that interests me right now. But it says that when you uh, don't get a lot of sleep, you lose your ability to think. So we'll see how this goes this morning. I think I can get through it, but you never really know. Um, you hear a lot of sermons about what disciples believe, and yet over the past two months here at St. Mark's, we've been focusing a little more on what disciples do. And I wonder, as you've heard some of these sermons over the last two months, how you feel like you're doing in each of those particular areas. So I thought maybe I would just briefly remind you of what some of those sermon themes that we've been looking at over the last two months have been. Uh, we said that disciples uh, seek uh, faith, take, it, take faith seriously. We said that disciples seek out other people. We say that disciples resist greed. We said that disciples practice generosity. We said that disciples take their faith home with them. We said that disciples make the best of whatever circumstances life throws at them. We've said that disciples wrestle with God and with issues of faith. And we've said that disciples don't judge. So I wonder as you hear that list, are there some that you really think, wow, I do that? reasonably well and give yourself a pat on the back for that. But are there some things on that list that maybe God might be inviting you to take a little more seriously, to give just a little bit more thought and attention to in order to be a better disciple of Jesus Christ? Today we're looking at Job, the Old Testament book, chapter 19, verse 23 through 27. And today's theme is disciples live by faith. Disciples live by faith. Now if you're like me, or if you want to set your sights higher than that, if you're like Job, one of the more important people in the Old Testament, you realize that there are moments in your life where your faith is strong. And then there are moments when your faith is not. When we first meet Job in the book that bears his name, everything's going really well for this guy. I mean, he's got good health. He's got a good family. He's made a good fortune. He's got good faith. And then in a matter of seconds, he doesn't. He doesn't know why this has happened to him, but all of a sudden he no longer has good health. All of a sudden, he no longer has his family. All of a sudden, he no longer has his good fortune, his money. All of a sudden, he finds himself wavering in his faith. Life's like that, isn't it? 
You're just going through uh, days where everything just seems to be great and everything couldn't be better, and then all of a sudden it's as if life couldn't get any worse. There are moments when we have faith, and then there are moments when we're in danger of not. And whenever you're struggling through one of those difficult times in your life where your faith is wavering, when you're experiencing that dark night of the soul, isn't it really nice to have a group of friends that will come alongside you and walk with you and, and be a source of comfort and support to you? And it appears as if Job has that at first. Whenever he's going through this difficult time of losing his health and losing his family and losing his fortune and in danger of losing his faith, all of a sudden he's got these friends that want to come alongside him and, and be a source of comfort to him. I really do believe that when those friends sought out Job, that's exactly what they wanted to be. And yet their preoccupation with uh, why Job was in this situation prevented them from really being the good friend that I think that they wanted to be. You see, as they came around Job, they began to think to themselves, well, I know why Job's in this situation, and, and I know how he can get out of this situation. And, and, and so they were, uh, they were worried more about trying to fix Job than they were to be a friend to Job. Have you ever had a friend like that? Have you ever had one of those seasons in your life where you're really struggling with your faith or you're struggling with your family or you're struggling with your fortune and then you, you would love nothing more than a friend or a group of friends to come alongside you and offer you a source of comfort? It's one of the reasons why I'm such a big proponent of Christian education. Reverend Martha video talked about that a little while ago. Is there's going to come a time in your life where things aren't going great? Maybe when your faith is wavering and whenever your faith is wavering, it is so important to surround yourself with people of faith so that they can help you to get through that difficult season in your life so that you can see their faith and their hope and their trust and hopefully reclaim your own. I've had friends like that that said that they wanted to be a friend and they came into my life, but they really weren't trying to just listen or hear what was going on. They really weren't there to just hold me or embrace me or love me. They were just there to wait for me to stop talking long enough so that they could tell me how to fix my mess. Really not listening, but just trying to say, well, you, you're in this predicament because you did this, Tommy. And if you want to get out of this predicament, then you've got to do that. And they may think that that's really helpful, but if I want your advice, I'll ask for it. What I'd, what I'd really like is for you just to listen to my pain, my grief, and my suffering, and my doubts, and just love on me a little bit. I think that's what Job wanted, but it's not really what he got. His friends came, I think, initially to offer him that comfort, but then all of a sudden they started telling him, well, I know why you're in this situation, Job, and here's how you get out of it. In fact, just before the Scripture that we had read this morning, one of his friends, Bildad, says, Job, the reason why you are in this situation is because you just talk too much. You just talk way too much. And, 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 and I'm telling you, Job, I, I know what the problem is here. The problem is here is that wicked people suffer 
Only the wicked people suffer. So the fact that you're in this mess right now just must mean that you are a wicked person. You are a bad man. And just when Job didn't think he could feel any worse, he does. Have you ever been in a moment in your life where you are at the lowest physically, like Job, your health is failing? Have you ever been in a moment in your life where you're at the lowest point emotionally? He is really, really struggling with his faith in our passage of Scripture today. And yet, despite being in the lowest point physically, the lowest point emotionally, some way, somehow, you are at your highest point spiritually. That's where we find Job today. He couldn't be any worse physically. He couldn't be any worse emotionally. And yet somehow, some way, he is able to say, I know that my Redeemer lives and that He will come to me at last. I bet you've had a moment in your life where you were at your lowest point physically, your lowest point emotionally, and in the midst of your great suffering came some great insight. Isn't it amazing how that happens? As I think about who in my life has modeled that, I think about my mama. She'd be 89 this couple of weeks. I want to show you this video. For the promised land, oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. COVID took away the ability for me to visit with my mom for the last year and a half of her life. She was in a nursing home. They wouldn't let me in. When I finally got to go in after the pandemic had lessened to the point, about three weeks later, she had a stroke. She lost her ability to talk. In that moment, I saw my mother in her worst, her lowest point physically, and her lowest point emotionally. And yet when I sat down beside her visiting her and I started singing the great hymns of her faith, she raised that hand. Because in her greatest moment of suffering, somehow, some way, she found her greatest insight that disciples, no matter how bad life gets, Continue to live in faith. To live by faith. That's what disciples do. So there will come a season in your life where you're disappointed, where you're disillusioned, where you're despaired, when you're depressed. You'll be at your lowest point physically and emotionally. And my prayer is that like Job and like my mother and like so many people you know, that in that worst moment, 
you have the greatest insight that your Redeemer lives and will come at last to you. Not her Redeemer, not his Redeemer, not a Redeemer, not the Redeemer, your Redeemer lives. Thanks be to God.